Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Heart to Fart, the podcast about Bay Area comedy featuring Bay Area comedians. The world needed another regional comedy podcast. Today's special guest is Nicole Kalasich. Nicole is a very funny comic. She's worked all over America. You can find her online at NicoleKalasich.com or on Twitter at Kalasich. She's hilarious. This was a very fun episode to do. So uh, without any further chit-chat, enjoy. Here we go. I am Drew Harmon, one of your co-hosts. I'm Yuri Kagan. I'm Liz Stone. I'm Ruby Gill. <laughs> and we are welcoming our special guest today, Nicole Kalasich. It's me. Oh, I just hit myself already. Cool. <laughs> Thank you for being screams. on the show, Nicole. <laughs> I think I broke this. Hey, you're welcome. Glad it was, to be here. It was an arduous process in which Nicole messaged all of us and said, I want to be on your podcast. And we said, yes, Perfect. that is a good idea. We'll give you a date I want to be right a star. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is, you came to the right place, Nicole. Thank God. I do all feel way more successful whenever I'm in your living room, Liz. I feel like I've just transitive property. I'm going to be okay. Right. Yeah. It's like it, you walk out feeling like, did I take a shower while I was here? <laughs> <laughs> How is that possible? Um, I'm glad to hear my apartment has that effect on people. I mean, on the way here, I really was really close to getting Put the microphone juice. next to your I was really there. close to getting a pressed juice on the way here. Oh, it's right <laughs> Just a block away. Why not? Super bougie. Is that twelve dollars? Have you gone in there? Um, it's not twelve, but I have been known to spend eight dollars on a coconut cinnamon water. But it has chunks of coconut Yum. in it, and you don't have to eat a meal if you get that. So it's not a bad deal. You don't and have to. So. Sweet diet tips. Is it? Is it wait, wait, wait. Is, is it better than the coconut, coconut, yeah, coconut water? Broth. Delicious. You don't have to eat it's a meal after you, you drink that. Stop but they're both all essential to my survival and the health of my stomach. And then the juices, the pressed juice, are I think like six fifty or seven dollars. <laughs> The cold pressed coffee, which I guess I don't think I'm over, knowledgeable about is, anything as much as you're knowledgeable about bougie white chick stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's so impressive to yeah, me. Yeah, I know everything. Because I, like I'm I always think it's a fad. No one's no. gonna remember. Whatever. I remember. And Liz is like, I am the human encyclopedia. Of I remember all these things. Oh, yeah. I remember one time I was like, Liz, you know, I was thinking about getting eyelash extensions, but they yeah. said that you can't cry after, and she's like. You can cry out. <laughs> I'm like, let me tell you about eyelash extensions. First of all, they're not an option. They are essential. <laughs> we came over Second here. Second of all, they're waterproof. You can even go surfing. Like all right? every, every time I've had a discussion about beauty standards in terms of like feminism and like what's okay and not okay and like how to resist the oppressive patriarchy. Um, it always like it always ends up being that other women are like, yeah, it's like terrible, and why should you bend into that? Whatever, blah blah blah. But if you say that to Liz, Liz is like, but that's an easy fix. Highlights, <laughs> eyelash extensions. You get a twenty thousand dollar raise. Why would you ever stop yourself? Yeah, I, I, no and I was like, you know what? That is actually a really excellent counterpoint. Yeah, you and Priyanka were talking about like when you do jokes where you're angry, you're like. 
And the crazy oh, thing is, right. I notice that when I wear makeup, it's different. And I'm like, why do you think I have blonde highlights and wear makeup every time I leave the house? Because I'm super angry all the time. And nobody <laughs> has any idea. It's like the most amazing, yeah. easy fix ever. To like, get anger blind it. just yeah. because you do like butterfly kisses. Totally. <laughs> <Delay. laughs> eyelashes. All right. Let's get into Nicole, so to <laughs> speak. Nicole. Uh, so to speak. Right? So was to that s- a weird? That was joke? kind of a weird. Yeah, yeah. that was weird. I, that, was, that was the creepiest thing I've said so far on the show. Harmon coming out of Yay for me. The night is young. <laughs> we are going to hang out all night, so this will be a good time. Uh, Nicole, <laughs> what's your deal? What's my... What the fuck question? What's your deal? <laughs> what's Go. my what, deal? Where'd you, hey. come from? where'd you come from? Where I come from? Yeah. Uh, I've had a weird trajectory. I live here in San Francisco, but I was born in the East Coast near D.C. in Arlington, Virginia. Ooh, Very well-known area. Nova, right? Nova. Uh, that's where all the Bolivians are, in case you were wondering. Um, <laughs> that's where we go. It's near embassies. And then uh, my mom had to be repatriated for her because she chose to leave her job. So we moved to Bolivia for a year or so. And... That was weird because I didn't know I was going to be moving there. Like, that's sure. a very rich oh tapestry gosh. of strange feelings from childhood. Um, and then uh, by the time I finally accepted I was living there, they're like, JK, we're moving back to America, but not to your home. We're moving to California, which is weird because when I was a child, my biggest wish was to move to Hollywood. Aww. And I didn't even understand why, but I just thought you can do funny things there and people pay you money. <laughs> and you get to wear nice outfits. So, I think, and I think that's partly because my first desired job ever was to be a figure skater. <laughs> <laughs> you and gotta make like, it in Hollywood first, baby. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> I don't think why we're friends now, right? Yeah. But I was like, I haven't trained forever, so then the next job that you get to wear rhinestones a lot at is <laughs> something in Hollywood as an actress. But you mentioned like wanting to be funny. Like, what were? When did you start? thinking about funny or when did you start like I like things that are funny and when I those like first things, things well you know what's what's interesting is I just assumed it was because I watched like Spaceballs like mm. every single day best movie over and over ever movie. since I found the VHS I watched Spaceball I watched Robin Hood Men in Tights mm, um, I would always like rush home from school or ditch school literally I would just ditch classes to go home and see kids in the hall in time because oh. there were two episodes back to back on Comedy Central between yes, two there was and three an hour yeah. yeah I remember that yeah yeah that was very special special for me i thought it would be all that um and sure that's like a big influence but um i made my mom write the story of my birth uh the other day i thought it would be like a one pager thing for her but she turned it into <laughs> like a whole fucking I mean, journal did she post it on instagram because i have i can I post it on instagram checked into your mom's instagram account. oh my god how crazy is my mom <laughs> my mom is a very crazy person you and yuri don't share this with her on social media for oh sure oh my god oh yeah i'm really conservative too yuri no, no no she's not she's like very hippy dippy the other way but she's like um remember that old joke i used to tell like i thought that it was all like racism that i was experiencing <laughs> as a child but then one day i heard my mom singing to my sister who's 10 years younger than me twinkle twinkle little car and I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> I'm not fitting in because my mom is a very weird person. <laughs> I didn't get things all the way. So the way she's dealt with that is just by being as fringe hippie as possible throughout the years. Literally, her profile picture on Facebook right now is her bending on one knee, totally sincere, hands folded in prayer stance. 
And she found a way, and I have no idea because she's bad at technology, she found a way to superimpose the word namaste <laughs> on the image of her on the beach. Like, that was like, what is happening? Like, brown That's people appropriating awesome. other brown people's cultures. <laughs> Extra embarrassing. <laughs> That's how you know like they're in another lot of phase culture. of their yes. life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My mom got really into crystal. And I wish I'm talking about crystal method, but I mean like crystals. Wait, what's crystal method? Crystal method. Oh, crystal like, method. Oh, oh. Yeah. Is that bar method? Exactly. I was like, is that bar method? I'm like, we're at the Tell me more. Yeah. No, but uh, she spent like 12 grand on installing crystals into like her old house. And my sister and I were like, how much money did you spend on that? You're not actually addicted to drugs right like now? Like in the walls or just... Yeah, it had to be in what? every room. It's like this really odd-looking object. Did it feel different when you went in the house? No. Did it feel like... <laughs> not at all. It had no effect on the energy. I was like, wow, it's still terrible here. Did it look what? like Labyrinth at least? Was it cool? No. No. There was literally nothing so to it. Yeah. It was, wow. It was I got to get into selling crystals. Yeah. All sounds the- like it's a good business. <laughs> oh my God, All crystals. the crazy female comics are into crystals right I've now. been hearing it's, that uh, lately, too. I can yeah. so much. I feel like they'd benefit from a conversation with my mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Nicole, okay, you're, you're a child. You're in Southern yes. California. Oh, the thing I was going to say before. My mom wrote down the story of my birth. And I think she wrote down it. That was really interesting. My dad, I guess, used to tell jokes to her belly. Every single day that I was in the womb, which I think is Whoa. so sweet. And it explains so much. My dad's like a funny dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. At least not a big part of my life, but go ahead. Oh, no. So, okay. <laughs> so you've got that. Uh, at what point do you start thinking about, I want to do, I want to do something funny as a, as a job? As a job? Yeah. Oh, that's so different. Yeah. Like, as for fun, that's like its own thing. Well, but- I mean, there's lots of people that, I mean, we all know people who, when you say, I do stand up. Someone says something along the lines of, oh, everyone always said I should do that. Yeah. Uh, there's that. At what point do you start seriously thinking about, I want to do something creative. I want to pursue this on some level. Uh, on some level, uh, 16. Then I realized people were doing it for work. By the way, nobody's ever been like, you should do comedy to me. Everyone's yeah, just been right. like, Nicole. <laughs> Bring me some extra coffee. <laughs> <laughs> How can you be servile for me in this moment? Right? You look nice today. Um, uh, yeah, so 16, uh, the nerdy drama club people, so the Drew Harmons of my school, um, came to uh, came to the junior high. The high school kids came to junior high to do like little skits about like why you should join drama club and not debate club my life would be so different if i joined debate club my god yeah. um and i a couple of the guys ryan clark greg comets i don't even know if they're still doing comedy but they were so fucking funny they're still some of the funniest people i've ever met in my entire life at least my memory um and i was like i want to do that and then this one girl allison also did a shakespearean monologue which is really fucking terrifying but i was like these people are talented and i want to <laughs> be like that and a part of that the best would be if you could go back in time and watch them now and you'd be like, these people are terrible. Yeah. I've like actually one of those guys said he was doing stand up in LA and he was like, I see you doing comedy all the time. Can you do your show? He did attractive camp in San Francisco once and God, that was the most dog shit set. 
Uh, I've ever seen. I was like, I had to rethink all my memories. Yeah. So that was like, I want to do that for fun. I want to be a part of something. And this looks so cool. And these people seem so advanced. And then uh, I kept doing it in college. Uh, I took a stand-up comedy class just to like fill in my courses. It was like my first trimester or whatever. What college were you going to? Is I hear it seems like it's mostly first like trimester. California With West a, Coast. Because yeah. like I went to Michigan State. No college in the Midwest yeah. is like let's have a, a I mean, I think course. that was actually the best scheme. Our professor was Doug Holsklaw and he was just a stand up comic in San Francisco. He was not like a guy with a BA Wait, which college? in the arts. You see Santa Cruz. But I also uh, feel oh, like okay. you I, I just keep meeting so many comics who went to UC Santa Cruz and took the yeah. same class. Yeah, no, and that's what I was going to say is that, like, the funniest people from the class, there were two classes back to back, and we would hear about who was funny and who wasn't. And it was such a joy, such a treat to watch so many beautiful people suck at comedy. <laughs> nothing else. That was the biggest gift of that class. Um, anyway, so we all kind of figured out who was funny and stuff. And um, I don't know who started it, but we started thinking, like, what if we wrote sketches together? And we started doing that. We formed a sketch comedy group called Sunshine Fortress. We did really well. Um, we got into, like, festivals that, at the time, I wasn't sure if it was competitive or not. But now I'm like, that's a big deal that we got in. I think we were funnier than Whitest Kids You Know. We had an HBO audition. Things were great. And then, as all bands and tend to do, we broke up. Uh, because someone decided they hated me, um, which is always fun. <laughs> was, always it, fun. was it specifically you they hated? Specifically me, and uh, apparently. And where are they now? They don't do comedy. They are a happy like house happy. husband, God. I think. <laughs> he, Aww. yeah, he had a lot of personal issues. <laughs> Most of them stemming from you. Yeah, apparently. I was it sounds too bitchy. like a where, spot on comedy experience. Do you remember? Yeah, like. But yeah, from crazy the beginning, comics, yeah. crazy guys who try to find a reason to feel attacked by you as a yeah. woman. Um, <laughs> literally. Well, and it's, it's also a good a synopsis. Like I was it's in a really band good. when I was younger. You were and what? It's, in I was band? in a band. Yeah. 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 And it's like the same kind of thing where someone decides that someone else is holding them back or yeah. they're the reason yeah. that your, your whole life, like this band's not going to make it because they're the. They, but it wasn't even like, I'm going to have an explosive fl- fight with you, which is the craziest thing in the world to me. Yeah. He like straight up individually talked to each member of the group and there were six of us total. He had one-on-one conversations explaining why I was a drag and why I was like keeping us back and like why I mean just like why I was such a huge horrible bitch or whatever <laughs> to the point where they all started talking to each other and were like let's just all meet up and break up the band collectively because we're not going to just dump someone oh, man. for no good reason. That's it was so weird. That's admirable though for the group. Yeah, maybe I mean yeah. the rest of the group. Yeah, because a lot of other groups would be like, well, if they would have just decided to pick a side yeah. and kick one of you out. Big credit to Mary Van Note because Mary had actually left the group on her own to do stand-up comedy because it was more rewarding for her at yeah. the time. Well, and I mean, wow. for after being in a band and doing stand-up, like it's so... I, the people in bands will say that it seems scary to do stand-up. After being in a band, like I'm so... I got so tired of like the bass player didn't bring exactly. his, his wah so pedal. Reliant. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's like all... It's, it's so I have simple. so little patience for people who don't deliver at this point yeah. for one reason or another. People, Liz and I know. Liz is my favorite person to talk shit with about people who don't <laughs> deliver. People who are like... Oh, I'm like 45 minutes away and 15 minutes late right now. Can you hold a spot for me at the show? I'm no. Like, go fuck it. Who does no. that? Many a lot people. Of people. Lots, a lot lots of, lots of people. people. Yeah. Many Actually, people. one person has done that to me. Do you remember the first time you went up, like the first up in mic? First stand up. Yeah. Mm, I think it was probably at the brainwash. Do you remember the your B-wash. set? The B wash. The B wash. I think it was brainwash. Possibly. This is the one. 
earliest one that I remember well. Um, there used to be a ladies' night at the Brainwash that Caitlin Gill used to run. Oh, yeah. Um, and I opened with saying I was in an abusive relationship with my cat and then going into a bit about... <laughs> oh, my God. I totally you know remember Nicole, this. I, totally I remember think it. that's a great joke and you should bring it back. You know what? Yeah, just, that is honestly a good one to bring I just back. headlined a show called Cat People and I complained that that show did not exist when I started because I would have destroyed it. <laughs> um, How have I not been booked on that show yet? I love my cats. I know. Oh, you should, did, I have they not seen my cat's Instagram feed? What is wrong I think here? that was literally their first show ever. Oh, okay. should, Jen Dronsky, Juan Medina, keeping it on the low that they're both Latino. Oh, I... <laughs> I, I helped uh, Jen get booted off of something, so that's why. <laughs> there you go. That oh, explains it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go deeper uh, into that. I, I want to know. You after, okay, the you're telling me after. I'll, I'll I'm going to make, make an ongoing list of shit. <laughs> shit to, talk with me shit to, to go deeper into. So, um, but yeah, I was doing sketch, and then the thing broke up, and then uh, I joined another sketch group with Emily Heller in it, and beat it back to you. a few other people you don't know who didn't go into stand up really. I guess Beta did for a few years. You knew a little Beta, bit, right? yeah. Um, and that was awesome, and we also got really good press right away, and we're doing really well with sales and everything. And then Emily left the group, and she's definitely like, you know, Emily. Like, Emily's oh, yeah. like the biggest pusher ever, so productive. I think. Wasn't someone, she just on Vanity Fair or Esquire for like probably. top women writers? Seriously, she's ridiculous. She was, amazing. yeah, she was in an Esquire or not an Esquire, but she, yeah, she was in some sort of photo shoot with a bunch of other females. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, like, Burns used to call her a, a productive narcissist, which I was like, that is the best synopsis yeah. of Emily well, in the world. I've been doing it long enough that you can kind of you can see the eye of the tiger for some people, and I've seen it a couple of times. Uh-huh. One of them was Ali Wong. The first time I I met and had a conversation with Ali Wong, I'm like, oh fuck, like she. She's awesome. Yeah. She, there's no fucking way like she's not getting to the top. Yeah. And then Emily, the first open mic she did in San Francisco was the open mic that I was. And I you was, thought so for the first time from like the very get go. No like shit. this person is super focused, super dedicated. You, you could just yeah. tell like she wasn't there to hang out. She wasn't there, and it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like a reality show thing. We're like, I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. But she wasn't there just to make friends. Like she right. had a very specific goal yeah. and purpose, and was very driven right from the get go. Yeah. And like Janine Brito kind of had it, but uh, Janine was, wanted friends. Yeah, Janine sure. was was more was more looking for some some friendship here and there. Whereas like Emily Heller was just like, I am here to conquer and and take over. <laughs> but she was always really super nice. Her. I mean, some people That's will say so that funny. she's that she's not a nice person. I, I always found her to be super nice. Note this amazing turn in our podcast. Drew's had a real like successful month of comedy, and there's a lot more shit talking going on right now. And oh yeah, it's, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like very structured. He's throwing out. A lot yeah. Of names. Yeah. <laughs> Before this, we just no, had I'm, Happy Drew, who was like, "Well, Drew and I guys. have been around each other doing this for a really long time." Yeah. Shit talking. So, so yeah. Well, yeah. and, and I then think also we'd slowly get gathered. Oh, you're not totally crazy. You're yeah. not totally crazy. Yeah. Oh, we can we're all totally crazy. No, I don't know. We, we're not. We've watched we each other's cats. Though. We've gone through each other's property when they're not around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we know. We know. All I've this sorted stuff. your mail. <laughs> you have sorted my mail. See all the good stuff I get. Yeah. But no, like, I, and I'm saying good stuff about Emily. I know I don't. I always I admire that You're trait. Like, Please don't blacklist me. No, and I'm I say that because it's something that some people take that as like an abrasive trait. But yeah, it's, it's no, it's funny that you mentioned Allie too because when I started, that was one of the things someone 
would say about her as a negative thing, which like I don't think is a negative thing at all. But, yeah, I agree. But I remember at the time being like, oh, I guess I have to like look out for not being nice with people, like or not sticking if around. If you or are a out. woman and you're really driven and you're there because you mean business, you need to go get blonde highlights. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think Allie or Emily did that. They and didn't. that's why people They made their lives so much it. harder, really. Right. So they probably had to deal with shit talking about how like, oh, they're just climb they're just trying to claw that their way was, to the top. That was Allie's reputation. She would just show up to a show and then just bail and go to another show and bail and never say hi or bye to anybody. That's a lot yeah. of people. I can respect I, that. That doesn't bother like me that. at all. I mean now at this stage professionally i feel like oh my god why was i doing anything else besides that that yeah. makes so much more sense you're right also how time. do you get multiple sets in in a night if you don't do that i mean there's well just- I, I feel like it used to be slightly easier in the city there weren't as many comics yeah i still like last friday i ran around and did four sets yeah and yeah. that wasn't it's hard it's it's harder, but then it's like you kind of just message people ahead of time, and so like everyone knows. But, you but can't, also, no, but I, I mean, how do you? You can't get four sets. You can't if you stay, stay the and whole hang time. Out. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I mean, exactly. Yeah. You have to time it and then bounce around. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, But it's and you don't. And I, I feel and there's part of me that feels bad, but there's also part of me like no, you're no, like I've I'm, earned this time. Well, yeah, yeah there's also, also that aspect. How are you going to get Why would you feel bad? You're working on your craft. I used to. They don't give a shit. I mean, I'm a people pleaser in but, general. Like, some people approach comedy because they want more attention for them. Like, my biggest trial professionally is all the self-promotional stuff. Because yeah. it's, like, so not how I was raised culturally right. or religiously mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so when people but, would be like, why don't you hang out? I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, I can hang out. Or, but like, do I don't comics dick, legitimately blah, blah, blah. care about that? Because It seems like a lot of Some them do. do. I think there's a good amount that do, and I understand, like, yeah, you should be social because there's a lot of things that come from being social. But... Yeah. Like like when I was in Portland, I was with a friend who had done music forever, and I was like, okay, we're going to go to the next set. And she was like, you don't stay and watch the whole show? And I was like, comics don't care. Yeah. Comics are in their own head. Like, have a conversation with the comic right before they're going up. They're not listening to you. Well, and there's yeah. nothing another comic understands slash is jealous of than you saying, I got to go. I've got another set. Yeah. And everyone... <laughs> I'm just going to will- start saying that even when I yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And it's like, I've got another set. I'm going to take off. And everyone, for the most part, will understand that. And if they're not cool with it, then... Uh, then they're not going to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> don't because, yeah, that's just... And if yeah. you're running the show, then you understand. If I'm not the one running the show, then right. I would probably... Like last night when Liz took off, if I hadn't been hosting, I probably wouldn't have run off and tried to get another set in. It's <laughs> yeah. That's just how it is. Like, that's The game is the game. The you said that. game. You said that to me <laughs> once. And I'm like, yeah, that's 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 the truth. The game is the game. I'm glad I've been that impactful yeah. in my life, Drew. It's so great. It's a it's a solid statement. I'm your so Obi Wan, you are. <laughs> you're, you're my Obi Wan. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> Obi Wan, I <laughs> So ahead. okay, so you're getting into stand up. Like, what is the point when you? Oh yeah, I like what's to- like? Is there like a like a first like big set somewhere in there? Like that you're like oh shit! Like it started something first started to click for you. Big set. I mean, even like the first one that I mentioned with um, at that ladies' night. Um, Caitlin, who I'd seen perform, I, she was great. And also, yeah. I knew Emily from the sketch stuff. Um, and Emily told me like to give a shit about Caitlin and Caitlin's work because Caitlin was so great. Um, so Caitlin complimented me on my set, which I took to heart. And I was like, that's a good sign. Maybe I'll just keep doing this. Yeah. And for sure, I did like have a lot of hemming and hawing about it because of like all the personal stuff. But um, first time I killed? Is that basically the question? Yeah, that'd be or a good first one. First time you remember your set. You know what I mean? Like, you're, 
sometimes we remember sets as going well whether or not they actually did no one really knows yeah you know what i mean but you remember being like oh that made me want to do it again for another six months or first set at the punchline probably totally because back in the day like you earned you worked so hard to earn that and yeah. you were going every weekend and or every yeah every weekend and plus more on top of that because I knew more people at the time so I'd watch their shows on weeknights and I was nervous I cared so much about what these senior comedians thought about me uh, and I, I I mean as far as a new comic goes I would say I killed I started strong I ended strong the middle was not so bad and it ended with it was like a hot night too it was like yeah. a hot audience yeah, awesome. sometimes it's just magical in there yeah it's a good. lot of times it's fucking nuts but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. last last sunday was tough and i had yeah. somebody who was a who was a friend of mine who was there and they asked me uh they had a bad set and then they messaged oh. me later and like what did you think i'm like i think you got to get up up more is you did not like at those situations like yeah. the person who's booking it wants to see someone who's like okay i can light this I can light this up. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's where the opportunity is. I, I had a big set there once I hadn't gotten up in a while and I just started hanging out again cause I'd been working on, on Mondays. I went there and I had a pretty tight seven minutes mm-hmm. and it had been a rough night and I got up and it was just one of those nights where it just worked. Oh, nice. And it was even, it was a kind of night Kasim Bentley came back inside from talking shit. He's like, I got to I got to hear yeah. who well, who's doing I this. I got the Kasim compliments yeah. last weekend too. Yeah. And he was like, you used to be tolerable and now you're like <laughs> talented. I was like, always yeah. always with the digs Kasim. <laughs> always, yeah. Always. <laughs> never a full compliment. Well, it never but is, like, but it's I like I know. I know Gauss helped bring it back and yeah. I did it. And Ron did a good job too actually. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh all right, so we're you're you're doing stand up. You're kind of moving forward with it. Um, I mean, how do you feel about it now? Like, what's what keeps you doing stand up? Like, what's your drive these days? What's I your, mean, what's your muse? What's my muse? <laughs> 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 Fuck you! Fuck off, Yuri. What's my muse? My God. Um, uh, I mean, I think like we were saying before, the band breaking up two different times, two different sets of great people and comedians and everything. Um, not working out kind of just made me think, well, you might just have to go it alone. Although I'm so self-centered that for a while I was like, it must be me. I'm the one breaking up all of these <laughs> It's true what that first asshole said. So I was like, well, let's just see if like how this goes because I don't want to stop doing comedy. Like It wasn't like, I'm going to make money doing comedy or this is my career. I'm envisioning selling a million albums or anything. Oh, that's very healthy and that's what you should be doing if you are a comedian professionally. I was just like, I don't want to stop doing this. Fuck everybody else. If they're not on board, well, they can eat shit and die. <laughs> they keep going and see how this how this rolls or whatever. And at first, I, I felt like this is just temporary. This is just temporary. Like, I'd want to do sketch. I want to write. That's way more exciting to me. It's more interesting to watch. Sometimes it still is. Uh, and eventually, like, I just realized, you know... That those phases of adulthood, like your 20s, no one's settled with anything yet. Someone's always about to go to grad school or start a family or move somewhere or travel, whatever dumb, exhausting thing. Um, like having a family, dumb and exhausting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I realized, well, now like after that is 30s and that's going to be a collection of people who, if they have time to do this are going to be like recently divorced and really bummed out. <laughs> Not exactly the best setup either. Um, and so I don't know. I think I just got to a point of just, of just being, just being like off of this by yourself. And then I kept seeing 
certain people like Emily just do really well with it. Yeah. Like my biggest, I've always told her, I was like, you are so good at the internet. <laughs> that has been my biggest fa- failing as a comedian. I think professionally <laughs> is that I just don't like being on a computer. I don't like being on the internet it's, very much. It's so hard and it's such a slow process to really, cause you yeah. like a lot of people, I feel like a lot of us will just get on and spend like three hours yeah. just posting way too much. Yeah. It's, I've started to learn that it's like more of like a slow and steady exactly. pace will have have more of an impact because now I like uh, two months of just like slow and steady stuff being posted. I'm starting to hear people like, Oh, it seems like you're blowing up. I'm like, I felt like I was trying to go for that before, but yeah. now it's like people just see more posts or they're just, I'm timing it right. The timing on Twitter. I like all of your emotional posts about shows. Oh, <laughs> man, really, I'm missing really out. Fun. Someone's got to send me some screenshots. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I love you got to get off Facebook, but I have to. Get Drew's always somewhere. got like a very he like <laughs> Drew's become like the Barack Obama about discussing sets. He's like, oh, I remember I met this man 10 years ago at the punchline and I didn't yeah, know a lot of, like gratefulness that he would come back to my books. life this way. But oh, my God. I was making terrible. him laugh. Why are you? <laughs> so just stay up. Just stay off Facebook. You're the best because I love that shit. And then like 20 comics are like eat a dick drew <laughs> yeah 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 every comic's like <laughs> what, what happened to bitter drew bitter he's drew he's bitter dead. drew he's no i mean bitter drew can always he come got back, out of the but barn it, now yeah. he's playing in the hay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no bitter bitter drew just decided to stop whining about shit and uh try and work and make it make stuff go better i and think bitter drew realized he was more lazy drew yeah, yeah. that's a good one that's a good yeah. analysis yeah I lazy that, drew is... that has been a big part of my career trajectory is learning that you're a lazy person yeah has been like a very humbling uh growing thing for me growing thing that's how you say personal growth right? yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know at some point a few years ago i was, I was like oh this person's making it because they're putting in so many more hours yeah. than me and i they're just making it look easy because they got to do that, um, and then becoming a hardworking person. Yeah, is it's like at like first a fucking journey. Yeah, is it at one point I was fine with like I'll go out like two days a week. Yeah, exactly. And it seems like <laughs> and you feel like that's enough. Uh-huh. And then like now I'm out more like at least five days a week, usually uh-huh. six. And I get kind of antsy if I'm not like I if I'm sitting yeah. at home. Yeah, dicking I get around. physically upset. Yeah, then it's like, but shockingly, doing that for six to nine months and suddenly like, oh, shit's going better. What a shocker! Yeah, the sets are are stronger <laughs> and more reliable. Like, wow, what a what a difference. I wonder yeah, what the difference is. Yeah, it is an exciting moment when you're like, oh wow, I'm the you input. Can feel the work pay off. Exactly, yeah. the input really will match with the output as long as you're consistent yeah. with it. Well, and even stuff like that, like the Facebook presence or the online presence mm-hmm. because then you're you get tagged in other shows and then that stuff like i'll go days where i don't post anything mm-hmm. but other people are tagging me and sure. show information and then it's so then people still think and I'm, people shit talk you so you know you've made it yeah who's I, talking shit about you i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna give you're not the, gonna dig, no, who's talking shit about me i want to know i don't know of anyone Nobody. talking shit at you at the moment good i'll tell you i whipped them into shape yeah no, but then there's part of me like the person who is talking shit. There's a part of me like I know I'm doing well because this person has decided it's, it's, it's worth their time to start yeah. talking shit about me. That's like hilarious. so, I know I've reached. It's like a certain pinnacle of like San Francisco Bay Area comedy. Like oh, I'm big enough that this person's gonna bother to talk shit about me. So one really cool person I knew, and um, uh, I mean no one else is gonna know him, but you and I know him, Drew. Uh, Miles Miles K Stengem. Um we kept apart from knowing each other for years strictly because of the shit somebody talked about both of us they like fabricated stories 
about why each of us were evil people and we believed that person can you guess what it is um we believed that person we're like God, what a dick and we're like protective of that person for them and then we took one car ride together and realized all the bullshit rumors she told <laughs> and i like it's, it's crazy what keeps you apart from like yeah. awesome stimulating minds that can help your own comedy i have never avoided a comedian based on what i've heard but I avoid 98% of them based on my <laughs> one-to-one interaction with them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am quickly a lot of that is that, that you hate men. <laughs> and there's a lot of women I hate, too. I, yeah, that's so cool. I feel pretty equal opportunity these days. You're, yeah. you're just you're kind just of filled with hate. Yeah, you're yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. I am. I'm not even a hater, just, just hate. There's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a hater, like... I'm not. No, I mean you're, you're just, just so you're... repulsed by like the group think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is what the codependent thing? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That yes. it keeps you away from most people, which is awesome. I mean, yeah. But then I find you know when I find people I like, I like them. It's all good. But yeah, I've I've never like had an issue where some I like heard bad stuff about someone because I avoided them because usually when I hear bad stuff about someone I'm like I had a bad feeling about them too like yeah all right well you're just like a born cynic that way (laughs) that's true I'm from Boston I mean you know um this is Walker Glenn's joke about me that um people usually tell me like all their secrets really quickly and so I feel like this like I said earlier people pleaser qualities like I feel this compulsion to listen because that's what you do if you're a good person I didn't understand what was happening for a long time, and Walker told me that I have a uh, resting supportive face. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Instead of resting bitch face, which is, I mean, I was like, that makes more sense now. Because I'm like, I'm literally just like quiet for 20 seconds. And people will start And someone me. tells me like their deepest secret that I'm like. Me too. The darkest shit. I'm like, I did not want to know that yeah. you're like a gross or abusive person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I'm like going to forgive your way. sins? <laughs> Yeah, it's so bizarre. That doesn't, have a, that doesn't happen to everybody where people just like disclose their entire life story. I but had you that were one. a bartender, right? That no, might be I mean, like it's always been like that, though. I mean, that's in general, wild. I, when I'm in car rides, I'll be on the bus. It doesn't matter where I'm I met people. Defended off, and I'm not, I'm not a friendly person necessarily. Oh, you're very sweet. I, I'm a nice person, but I'm not necessarily someone that people like feel like walking up to. But if someone's sitting next to me, they'll be like, "So my kid died yesterday." Oh, <laughs> you're like cool story, all, bro. Yeah, it's just like. Great, great. <laughs> Great. It's so funny. You're because there's time. nothing about you that like I would actually do that to you, but that's so funny because I feel like people tell me for, all the personal stuff. Yeah, <laughs> well, that but, like, to I me had too, but I think it's because women are just like empathetic, sometimes too empathetic. No, at not times. everyone. I don't think people go up to Liz and tell her that shit. No, but oh, I, no. I, I, they, I, <laughs> she doesn't have enough empathy. That was kind of my point. Yeah, every once in a while, if people catch me in a moment of weakness, it will happen, sure. and then I'm like, I gotta, but. You know, I, in my older age, just started, like, walking away. And when I started practicing law, I had a real problem with secretaries coming in and unloading on me. And I felt (laughs) super obligated to, like, listen. And the attorneys are like, your job is to bill hours. And if you're being a therapist for your secretary, you're not doing your job. Like, you cannot... I've needed a lot happen. of people to like make that very cut and dry for me to sort of understand yeah. how your time's being used. Yeah. And it, it's <laughs> just like, oh, this does not make any sense. And I I can get a little overly sucked into helping people if I'm slow at work if I find it like interesting. Interesting, if yeah. It's an interesting, like yeah. Kind of but yeah. a lot of the time, you I think you have I think women have to learn to 
absolutely like fend it off and not feel bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel you're very helpful in my life for that reason. Oh. I feel the same way about you, Liz. <laughs> Liz, Liz drops science and then drops the mic. And <laughs> she's, but she's I was like Yuri, where I literally thought that happened to everybody. I really did, like for the longest time. And then recently. and people, I would just mention it to like a guy I was dating or something. There's one guy in particular, a young dude, which is the strangest thing. You don't usually get something out of dating a young dude, but. He just like was the most practical person I've ever met in my life. But he was like, that's not normal, Nicole. That's not a thing <laughs> that people do all the time. You should just tell people to go the fuck off. I was like, okay, cool. Or walk away. Yeah, sometimes yeah, that's the best. Walk just, away, I didn't know walking away was an well, option. The, 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 I, it's great. But don't you think mm-hmm. a part of it is maybe why you do stand-up? Um, like, in what sense? Like for me, it was always like I would always get people talking to me. They'd always talk to me and never ask me how I am. Oh, They'd yeah. always somehow disclose. they go, oh, my God. Like I was always a person in high school where – if I had a friend, which was like three of them, they'd be like, oh, my God, my boyfriend's cheating on me or tell me all their yeah. details. And then they'd never be like, oh, so what's new with you? It'd like always somehow end at them. Uh-huh. And then sometimes like performing gives you a chance to be like, OK, it kind of is about me. Yeah, but no, it's I remember not. seeing Ray Bamford talk about that a little bit, too. And I'm like obviously not as introverted and wonky as she is, but um but yeah, she was talking about how there's like a, a, a feeling of empowerment of just being on stage. For me, it's more like that I have kind of like a softer voice. Like in my head, I sound much deeper and like more rich and, <laughs> and, exciting, uh, and powerful. But I've like, you know, I've listened to myself on tape and I'm like, I sound like a baby child. So it's nice to be in a situation where I'm like, oh, I'm amplified. I don't have to like fight to just be heard in a basic and way. you in go group into setting. the crowd more than most people I see, which I love every time you do it. And I've seen you do it for different bits and mm-hmm. to riff. Like, you will get up in people's face and... It's like, been fun. the line. It's super fun to watch. Thank you. Cool. But that's, like, the opposite of being like, okay, I'll take in information and sit here. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've just been learning to, I don't know, enjoy your time on stage. Also, like, yeah. we've, we've talked about this, how it's, like, very um, a signature thing of San Francisco stand-up to just stay in one place yeah. and be a little monotone and just yeah. rely on the, right. like, the witticisms it. to deliver for you and not put a lot of energy into your set. And um, when I started working with some other people and traveling a bit, I just realized that that's a very specific to hear thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was like, this isn't as exciting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like the time on stage should be the fun part. Like all the work yeah. is like getting to that point of getting to the show, having the stuff written, being ready Absolutely. to do it. But once you're on stage, that should be the fun part where you actually get to enjoy it. Yeah. If you're just kind and of also just like as an audience member, you're like, yeah. oh, no, that's like what a show looks yeah. like. Yeah. That's yeah. someone that's like actually... Like Richard Pryor is like walking across the whole stage doing crazy yeah. act outs, like changing the volume of his voice. Yeah. And that festival I just did, it had a huge stage and most of the comics were just so terrified by this by the scope <laughs> yeah. that they just stayed there. Really charming. Yeah, they just kinda stayed there and I'm like, I can't wait to get out like you spend so much time like building up to those kind of shows mm-hmm. where you're like on a little dinky crappy stage right. or you're at like the brainwash where you're yeah. like you're up like six inches from the floor that's how right. I felt at Cobbs my yeah. very first time at Cobbs yeah I was like, the first what? one was on Cobbs I felt like I was on a giant boat out at sea and I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah and you don't hear the laughs at all no, it's <laughs> yeah you don't notice it it's such a weird space because like in some in like the theater 
in in North Carolina, like the laughs just came right at you. It just felt amazing. That's, Whereas like that's really that's cool. Hobbs, yeah, they just kind of just like you get a little burst and then they die. Yeah, you have no idea how's it going. Just, yeah, yeah who designed this? Well, because it's often half empty. That's why. <laughs> Wait, but what? <laughs> yeah, there's a Seriously. threshold to be met. Where but when it, have you ever been in there when it's crazy packed? Yeah, it, you can hear all the laughs. I don't yeah. think so. Well, I haven't been on stage when I was that high. That's for sure. Yeah. But um, I've been there for Tracy Morgan and stuff, and it was like the same deal. I was like, I know he's doing better than yeah. than what it sounds like for sure. Even when he was horribly gay bashing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went. I went to see Tracy Morgan when he was here when he had that gay bashing bit, and I, other than that part. I did laugh so hard I cried, but yeah. the room came to a screeching halt when he did that. I'm so, sure. and then he tried a few more times, and it was dead. And it went. From I was like, pretty proud of San Francisco. Yeah, it went from like <laughs> we were crying, laughing. There was no, he was unstoppable, unstoppable. I would have even thought if you told me about it, he would have done well with like saying anything. And yeah, it, it just came to a grinding halt, and I was yeah. like, "Why are you doing that in San Francisco? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Or anywhere, really?" But yeah, yeah, why are you bothering with that? We're already we've already done about forty minutes, so we need to talk about oh, where can people find you online. Oh, this is a short podcast. Wait, wait, it wait, is wait, pretty short. We, also, can we do? We want to ask about. Do we have a rejection of the one week? rejection? Oh, okay. Let's talk. So you have to talk about. Oh, the, you're just gonna do one? Or are we all gonna tell one really quick? I don't have one. We, I mean, right we now. keep these pretty updated. So. Oh, I I got into a comedy festival as an alternate. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Which is a yeah. step up from your form letter rejection oh, yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. festival from a friend. From a friend. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. Do you have any rejections you'd like to I talk about? I was rejected about? today. Oh, tell. And I was very tell. excited because I could talk about it with you guys. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm just submitting to agencies representation. I submitted to Nilo, which primarily, I think, represents models. So that might be part of it, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so gorgeous. Um, but, yeah, I got my form rejection letter today. Uh, and I think it's really weird because... Uh, you know, obviously, I think it has something to do with the fact that I'm just overweight at 120 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just dub that with any like different voice, just saying 120. I'll add like an, an echo. <laughs> I'll, I'll add another track and 120. <laughs> Um, yeah, and they form were like, you know, thank you for playing. Fortunately, we can't take you right now. Please try again in 12 uh, months. Did, how many agents have you applied for? Uh, actually, that was like the only one that Do was you- an online submission, so... That's the only one that's gone off. I have to send things out tomorrow. Oh well, remind me Talk about this. Talk to Yuri off. I can help you with that. What? Just t- you, like you, they, you want to go to agencies that represent comics and make sure you mention that you're a comic and talk about yeah. it in your letter. And I made very, my comedy you acting have have, resume. That's you have to cool. like make the connection really quick because they're not so smart with comedy. They know nothing about it. No okay. agents in San Francisco understand anything about it. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to make it not that big a deal on my acting resume. But the thing like, is, as they, a special skill, but that's it. That, but uh, you just casually go, "Oh, I saw some comics that you represent. I happen to know them." It's like very much like should make a connection. It's like anything in oh, LA. Same I idea. Mean. You just make a connection for whatever they want. No sure. agents in uh, in San Francisco understand comedy, but they can advertise on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fart to fart, live on right. iTunes. Um, where can we find you, Nicole? Um, you can find me this, when is this coming out? 
It'll be a little while. Just go give us like your, your right, website and Twitter. I run four shows in the Bay Area that you can regularly see me at. They're called Attractive Camp, Brave New Jokes, Joke Landish, or Resistance is Futile, which I run with Miss Liz Stone. Um, you can catch me if you're in Arcada, September 13th. They'll be headlining at Jambalaya. Ooh. Hopefully also at Humboldt State University. If anybody wants to put in a good word for me, that'd be nice. Um, and I don't know, a lot of things. I'm What's head- your website? NicoleCalSeach.com, at CalSeach on Twitter. Those are all very hard to find. Spell my name, C-A-L-A-S-I-C-H. Don't mind if I do. And I'll yeah. uh, I'll give it at the beginning and end, too, with my, my sexy announcer voice. So. You should. I do. I do. sexy announcer voice. I do. I don't want to take anything away from our guests, but as always, you can find my cats on Instagram, at Whiskey and Campari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also run a podcast. Yes. Called the Bag of Cunts podcast. You should really listen to it and run it. With- I listen to it. It's delightful. It's Thank a great you. show. Thanks. Sure. And uh, your new co-host Dominique Jellin is uh, is awesome Such and delightful. A pleasure. Yeah. Who did you like more, Carla or Dom? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I I like I like Dom's personality a lot. Like when Dom first moved here from Florida, I saw her at like two open mics, uh-huh. and I was doing that show uh, where I I get someone who's always wanted to try stand up. And uh, have them headline a show, uh-huh. and I asked Dom to do. Like, it was like that was the first time, Aww. like the first showcase. I think she got to do in San Francisco. Oh my god, she, how exciting! Yeah. She's so happy about everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's so great. Exciting. She's awesome. She's hilarious and and delightful. So I just good. caught her first wind of exhaustion. Oh. And yeah. I was like, and it starts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <So excited. laughs> the burnout begins in uh, North Carolina. I met a comic who lives in Florida right now who knows her. Who oh, said cute. like, oh, she was talking about moving to New York or L.A. And he said, no, I think you should go to San Francisco. That'd be a good place for you to grow Definitely. first. Yeah, and I sure. uh, said she's been really happy Aww. here. So yeah, good for awesome. her. Um, but enough about her. Everyone else, what's your contact information? <laughs> At Yuri Kagan. At Liz Stone Comedy. Oh, uh, catch me, Ruby Gill dot LOL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ruby. <laughs> and, and as always, uh, my name is Drew Harmon. You can find me at drewharmon.com for all your drewharmon.com needs. Uh, Nicole, thank you very much for doing the show. Thanks for having me, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. There's uh, an open mic right now if anyone wants to come. Yeah, we are. Uh, you can uh, please rate us on iTunes. We are officially on iTunes. Uh, give us a rating and review us. It helps it get uh, the show get promoted. Share it with your friends, oh, I'll, family. I'll review you. Will you review me? I will super review you. Fuck yeah. Awesome. So everyone what do that. What night you guys are about to have. Oh, we're going to review the, review each other till the sun comes up. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye, Crazins. <laughs> And that was Heart to Fart with Nicole Kalasich. Again, find Nicole online at NicoleKalasich.com or on Twitter at Kalasich. Thank you very much for listening. If you happen to be a SoundCloud user, do us a solid. Get on there, follow us, like some of our tracks, repost them, all that good stuff. Spread the word. We do appreciate it. We'll be back very soon with more Bay Area comics. Thanks again. Have a good one.